From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, November 30th. It's wintertime, and this is local Eric Trenbeth's season. For the past decade, he's spent his winters all over the LaSalle and Abajo mountain ranges, examining conditions, snowpack, roads, winds. He updates these important figures on the Utah Avalanche Center website, where he works in partnership with them as a regional forecaster for the Manti LaSalle National Forest. This site is where you go if you are considering a jaunt in the high country over the winter. It's replete with weather and snow conditions, special announcements, avalanche reports, and pictures. Forecasting just recently started, so today on the news, we check in with Trenbeth on what he's seeing out there. You know, first off, you know, is there anything particularly unique about um, our mountains out here in the desert? These are known as sky islands. Is that right? Exactly. You know, they're a lacolithic mountain range, kind of an island out in the middle of the desert. So that makes it pretty unique. Um, It means that storms that are coming our way, sometimes they look like they're totally going to hit us. And then we end up with a foot of snow in Arches National Park and no snow up here for some reason. Um, Or sometimes they won't even we won't even see it coming and it'll hit right on us dead center so they're pretty unique that way they're pretty susceptible to wind because there's nothing to block it um so we get a lot of wind and that's why from down here in town you can look up at the mountains and it look it'll look like there isn't any snow and it's because of our prevailing southwest winds have stripped all the rocks all the snow off down to the rocks but on the other side of the ridge on the north side we might have five feet of snow so that that's kind of unique we're unique to other ranges in utah as far as our snowpack goes, we're much more closely related to Colorado, which is what's called an intercontinental snowpack, which is generally characterized by shallower snow. We go through longer periods of high pressure with cold, clear nights, which dries the snowpack out and weakens it. The Wasatch Mountains in northern Utah are more what's called an intermountain snowpack, and they're characterized by more frequent storms and a deep, generally deeper and stronger snowpack. Okay, so we've got some unique stuff going on. You know, what does that mean for um, recreationists um, over the seasons? Well, you know, my friend that I used to be a ski patrol with up at Alta always likes to joke. And he says, well, you don't move to Moab to ski. (laughs) And that's true. But if you live in Moab and you do like to ski or recreate in the mountains in the winter, we're fortunate that we do have that here. So regardless of what the winter turns out to be, we almost always have enough snow for cross-country skiing on the roads up there and of course we groom trails luna volunteers in the lower utah nordic alliance groom trails up there a couple times a week so there's always that to do um as far as backcountry skiing backcountry snowmobiling get into getting into more serious terrain it's sometimes more limited here throughout the course of the winter than it is in other mountain ranges and that is because we have so much steep terrain here characterized by that weak snowpack so that combination makes it really avalanche prone so a lot of times when people come down here to ski the bigger lines or to get into the bigger terrain it's usually not until spring or late winter when the snowpack has had time to get deeper and adjust all right so now is not necessarily the best time to get out there in some of those areas is that what you're saying (laughs) it depends what you want to do there are definitely already people up there in the parking lot i was just up there yesterday people are skiing on the road and if you just want to get out for some beautiful views and walk around the roads actually have more snow on them now for this time of year than they usually do and you really can't drive 
much beyond the geyser pass winter trailhead it's all snow packed from there so you can go up and ski around on the roads or ride snowmobiles on the roads people have been up cutting christmas trees and taking their sleds up there on the little sledding hill but yeah it's a little early for off-trail travel we had 18 inches on the stake at the end of the road in gold basin we just got five to seven more i like to see a solid 36 inches on that stake where i really feel good about kind of traveling off trail either on a snowmobile or a snowboard or skiing or whatever. But we do have a series of storms lined up, a uh, better storm system maybe for the weekend. And then next week looks stormy as well. So we're on our way. And I see for the um, Moab area, the forecast for avalanche danger currently right now is moderate. Yes. And moderate, you know, it's hard to to categorize. We have to put all of these problems into boxes that people can understand. And moderate maybe doesn't seem that dangerous on the scale because it goes all the way up to extreme. But moderate definitely means you need to have your avalanche eyes on and you can trigger avalanches. We just started our very first forecast yesterday of the season, putting out danger ratings. It was low danger yesterday. We've got weak surface snow right now because it sat around for a long time. And now any new snow that comes on top, we're worried about how well the new snow bonds and how much of a load gets put on top of that weaker snow underneath. So the new snow tonight, last night, brought the danger up to moderate. We're concerned about areas of wind-drifted snow in steeper, more radical terrain. The thing is, that terrain is still really hard to access because it is so shallow out there right now. But if you do find yourself in, in steep terrain, there is a moderate danger of triggering an avalanche a foot or more deep in areas of wind-drifted snow. You know, are there seasonal indicators for how we might fare this winter? There are. There definitely are. And we are entrenched in our third year of La Nina weather pattern. And La Nina, there's El Nino, La Nina, or neutral conditions. And a La Nina weather pattern typically favors the northwest. The jet stream usually runs tracks a little further north of us, like it will track down into the Wasatch Mountains, but maybe not quite as far south as us on a regular basis. Um, it's only the second time or third time since 1950 that we've had three La Nina winters in a row. There are some indicators that this is going to be a weaker La Nina system, which could tend to more neutral or average conditions, but the odds are that we will have a slightly less than average snowfall this winter. You know, like you said, this is early in the season. You just started forecasting. Um, That means that there are some events coming up too. There's an upcoming workshop and a fundraiser. Is that right? Yeah, thanks. Uh, So the state of Utah has designated the week of uh, December 4th through the 10th as Avalanche Awareness Week. That actually came about as a result of the avalanche fatality we had here in the LaSalle Mountains a couple of years ago. Um, So as a part of Avalanche Awareness Week, there's events going on throughout the state. Here in Moab, we have our annual Know Before You Go free avalanche awareness talk on Tuesday, December 6th at 6 p.m. at the mark. It's actually a completely revamped presentation. We've been showing the same one, an award-winning presentation for about seven years now, but they completely revamped it this year. So it'll be a new one if you haven't seen it before. And then on Saturday the 10th at the Mark, we have our first ever annual Welcome to Winter Bash put on by the Utah Avalanche Center nonprofit at the Mark at seven o'clock. Tickets are $20 in advance online, and there's going to be live music, adult beverages, 
ski waxing benches and equipment set up. And so it's a great time to get the winter community together and proceeds will go not only to the Utah Avalanche Center operations down here, but also for the Luna volunteers that do the grooming up there in the wintertime. Yeah, the winter community. You know, you mentioned before that you might not move to Moab to ski, but, you know, while you're here, you might as well um, do some stuff over the winter. What is the winter community like here in Moab? You know, how would you describe the people who are passionate about winter sports uh, in our town? You know, it's really eclectic, and I will say it has grown over the years quite a bit. I remember the late 90s, early 2000s, and I'd go up there. I'd be the only person out there in the mountains, you know? It'd be echo, echo, echo. Anybody out there? Out there, out there, right? And now you get all kinds of folks, and there's a lot of people that have moved here from ski towns to work at bike shops or whatever, and they've ended up staying here year-round. There's a a growing winter community that includes – actual backcountry skiers and snowboarders that are putting on climbing skins and climbing up into the higher peaks and looking to ski or ride back down. There are snowmobilers. There's a growing group of uh, skate skiers and cross-country skiers that has really, really grown over the years because, of course, you can ski two geyser pass or on a loop into Gold Basin that's groomed. Nowadays, like the parking lot will have 50, 60 cars in a, on a weekend sometimes. So it really has grown, and it's quite a unique uh, desert winter community for sure. That's regional forecaster Eric Trenbeth. You can check the Moab tab on the Utah Avalanche Center website for conditions in the mountains. It's not only useful for snow and avalanche conditions, but it will also tell you when the crews are plowing the road, which is useful because they close it when they plow. Trenbeth also says grooming for the ski trails will begin December 15th. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, November 30th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.